0: Today on Drawing Near, we examine one of the most familiar passages in evangelical Christianity, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. This is a crucial biblical text. So open your Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter 2 and join us for By Grace Through Faith. Before we begin, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And Father in heaven, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to join our hearts and our spirits together through the work of your Holy Spirit in studying your word. And we ask, Father, that you would help us to see and understand, to grow, to fully take in all the truths that you have for us today. And Lord, we ask that not only would we see and understand, but we would apply, we would live out these truths in our worship toward you, in our testimony toward other people, and in encouraging one another in the body of Christ. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So open your Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter 2, and we will begin reading at verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of god not of works lest any one should boast for we are his workmanship created in christ jesus for good works which god prepared beforehand that we should walk in them as i mentioned in the introduction this is one of the most familiar passages in evangelical christianity many people without ever having tried have already memorized this passage, primarily verses 8 and 9. It's also a crucial text in our understanding of the doctrine of salvation. There are so many views out there about how we are saved. There are groups out there that say you must be baptized in order to be saved, or you must be a part of their denomination in order to be saved. That you must do this or that you must do that in order to be saved. These are all termed works salvation. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, the doctrine of works salvation is dispelled. Look at what we see in verse 8 For by grace you have been saved. This is building on the last four verses that we looked at. We were told in those verses, That God is rich in mercy. He has great love toward us, and He exercised or demonstrated that love toward us. He made us alive together with Christ, and by grace, you are saved. In sharing all of those things that we are and have in Jesus Christ by God's mercy, love, and grace, Paul emphasizes that fact in verse 8 by grace, you have been saved. Now, the idea of grace is God giving us what we do not deserve. And the language here is we have been saved in the past, and that salvation continues to be in effect in our lives today, right now. It's something that was completed in the past, but continues on now. You have been and are saved. That's by grace, God's grace. We are also told in verse 8 that you have been saved by grace through faith. What is faith? Well, in the simplest terms, faith is believing. I prefer the term faith is trusting. There are many things that we can believe. We can have a historical belief. We can believe in Abraham Lincoln. We can believe in George Washington. We can believe in various aspects of history. We can even believe that Jesus Christ lived, died on the cross, and was buried, and even resurrected. We can believe those things historically. But there is a difference between historical belief or historical faith and saving faith. Saving faith is in trusting ourselves. To Jesus Christ. It's trusting in what he did on the cross, in his burial, and in his resurrection to pay for our sin and to purchase our reconciliation back toward God. We entrust ourselves to all that Jesus has done in providing salvation for us. But by entrusting ourselves, we're not just entrusting ourselves to be saved, we're entrusting ourselves by faith to Jesus Christ. Not only do we believe what he did, but we believe who he is. He is God incarnate. God become man. We believe in what he said. If he died on the cross to save us, to break the chains of sin, and to free us from the condemnation of sin, then we also entrust that his words are the words of life. And so, entrusting ourselves to Jesus is literally becoming a follower of Jesus. It's turning away from our sin and turning to and embracing Jesus Christ and all he is, all he has done, and all that he teaches. That's what I mean by entrusting ourselves to Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. It is God's grace at work in our hearts in our minds, in our lives, through the work of Jesus Christ, that saves us. But it saves us as we trust in Jesus. Now, some people will immediately say, well, trusting in Jesus is a work, right? No, it's not. Trusting in Jesus is a response activated by the gospel of Jesus Christ coming into our hearts and our lives. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The gospel is a seed that produces faith and fruit in our lives when we receive it. So, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And then Paul punctuates this fact, and that not of yourselves. We are not saved by any activity of our own. Rather, he says in verse 8, it is the gift of God. It is the grace gift of God. That's what that word gift means. It means grace gift. It is a gift given, and it is a gift to be received. So this salvation is not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. It is not of works. You can't do anything to earn it. You can't do anything to deserve it. Once you have salvation, you can't do anything to keep it. It is completely an act of God's grace as a result of what Jesus Christ has done on the cross for us. We simply believe the message and entrust ourselves to Christ. Many people will ask the question, Well, what's the point of doing anything good? Why do we have to obey? Salvation is a process in which we have been saved and we have been regenerated, or we are being sanctified. When we are saved, we are changed. We were in darkness. We were chained to sin. But when we are saved, our eyes are opened and we can see the lies of the devil, And we no longer want to live in those lies. We no longer want to live in that darkness. We want to come into the light of Christ. We want to come to the life of Christ. We were dead in our sins and trespasses. We want to be alive. We want to experience the blessings of God. We see through faith all of this that God has done and has planned and prepared for us. And we want to embrace it. We don't do it to be saved. We see those things once we're saved. We're still in darkness prior to salvation. But when we put our trust in Christ and our eyes are opened, we see all the riches of the glory and grace of God in our lives through Jesus Christ. And we want it, we've been changed. Our appetites are no longer appetites for sin. But appetites for righteousness, no longer appetites for the flesh and the world, but an appetite, a desire, a longing to know Jesus Christ and God better. We want to live in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. God's Word brings about greater faith and greater understanding in our lives. So it is by God's grace we have been saved through faith, and it's not of ourselves, it is the gift of God not of works, so that no one can boast. God's grace, God's mercy, God's love gets all the glory. God gets all the glory. We can boast in nothing. Then many people ignore verse 10, and it is intimately connected with verses 8 and 9. Verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship, or we are his creative work. That word for workmanship or creative work is the Greek word poema, and if you listen carefully, you can hear the word poem from that word, poema. We could say, for we are his poetry. We are his lovely creative work. Can God do any creative work that is not beautiful, that is not wonderful, that is not glorious? No, he cannot. We are his creative work. We were created in the image and likeness of God. We have been recreated. We have become a new creation in Jesus Christ. We are his workmanship. We are his craftsmanship. We are his creative work, his poetry. And we have been created in Christ Jesus for good works. Why did God save us? Well, to the glory of his grace, but he saved us unto good works. It is not God's will to save you and leave you in sin. It is God's will to save you for good works, for sanctification, for holiness. So we have been created in Christ Jesus for good works that God prepared beforehand so that we could walk in them or that we could do them. God prepared from the foundations of the world when we were chosen in Christ good works for us to do. As a believer, you have a purpose in the plan of God. He wants to use you for his glory to grow and testify to Jesus Christ and the grace of God. How will people know unless they have a preacher? And how will they have a preacher Unless someone is sent. Blessed are the feet of those who bring good news. You have a testimony, you have a purpose, and you need to share with other people what God has done and is doing in your life by his grace, mercy, and love through Jesus Christ. You have good works. Jesus says they will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. We no longer need to live in sin because we're not chained by sin. Well, some will say, well, I do sin. Well, of course we still sin. We are trapped in this flesh and blood body that has not yet received its full redemption. This body is still tainted with sin, this physical flesh. But one day when we resurrect, we will receive a new body And that body will be a glorious body, like the body of Christ, and it will no longer be tainted by the effects of sin. Praise the Lord. But until that time when we do sin, we need to confess our sin. Because when we confess or agree with God concerning our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So it is by grace we are saved through faith, It's not from ourselves. It is God's grace gift. It's not the result of works. No one can boast about it. We are his workmanship, his poetry, created in Jesus Christ for good works that God prepared beforehand that we should do them. What a great privilege it is to be a follower of Jesus Christ by faith to have our eyes opened, to embrace the salvation and the promises that accompany our salvation, all because of God's great love, mercy, and glorious grace. Thank you, Lord. Father in heaven, we thank you for today. We thank you for the great privilege that is ours of being your children through faith. We thank you for the gospel that pierces our heart convicts us of our sin, calls us to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. We thank you for opening our eyes, for giving us understanding, for making us alive when we were once dead. We thank you for the rich promises and privileges of being in Jesus Christ. And Father, we pray that we would do the good works that you have planned for us, That you prepared for us that we should do them. And Lord, we pray that when we fail, that we would be convicted and that we would be corrected and we would grow. We thank you for your discipline in our lives. We're told in Hebrews that you discipline or chastise those you love. So when we fail, we expect chastisement because you love us. We're your children. And we thank you for that. But I pray, Father, that through your Spirit, you would help us to. Examine ourselves so that we would not need your chastisement. That we would see that we are walking in the faith. Help us to work out our own salvation in fear and trembling. To live it out carefully, deliberately, seriously. We love you. Help us to love you more. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.